Hey, very welcome to another very special edition of the Race Hour. Coming up on today's podcast, we do have uh, the man that is Harry Skelton, fresh from winning the Greatwood Hurdle or North Hill Harvey. He'll do a little mini stable tour for us as well and uh, give us a few horses he's looking forward to this weekend. I'm joined in the studio, a little change to normal. It's me, Dean Ryan and Dermot Nolan, and we're joined by Noel Hayes. Noel, how are you? Very good, Dean. Thank you. Good to have you back on the uh, airway. It's been a little while, is it? It's been quite some time since I've contributed to a podcast, yeah, so it's nice to be back in the chair here. Can't remember the name of the one you used to be on, something that's still going somewhere. Other. Yeah, it's some back number, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Sorry, we need to correct the record, it's no back number, it's, inc- <laughs> it's an incredible production as well. It's a fantastic production, uh, we won't give him a name check. Demo, how are you, sir? I'm all good, Dino. How are you? Yeah, very good. We're going to kick off, as we always do, with a look back at the racing from last weekend. We should start with the Gold Cup favourite, and he will remain that probably after this weekend. But we'll see Thistlecrack at Cheltenham. Um, I was impressed with uh, some of his jumping, and I was impressed with some of his shortening up as well. I thought he did all right. Is he still the worthy Gold Cup favourite? Happy with what you've seen, boys? Yeah, is he a worthy Gold Cup favourite? I suppose on, on absolute raw ability, he probably is. Um, I would be very happy with what I saw last weekend. Um, I mean, I think you can teach a horse common sense, but you can't teach him bravery. And I'd much rather have, I'd much rather uh, the swashbuckling and thistle crack I've seen so far allow him to learn, as any novice must do uh, as, they, as they progress to fences, make those mistakes and, you know, correct himself as he goes forward. So, yeah, I mean, listen, the, the horse is, is, is an incredible engine um, and he's, uh, you know, he's got a big future. I heard a good story, actually, I was in the sales this week in Goffs and I was talking to, to a chap who had sold Thistlecrack's older brother to the Tizards, mm. okay, in, I think he sold him under the Derby sale or Land Rover sale, it would be a chap, they trade under, Blaine Brothers, they've sold many good horses. This older brother, whose name escapes me, of, of Thistlecrack, in quotations was dancing all over cue card at home in the gallops, <laughs> and then broke a leg one day. Oh, no. And because he, because he was so good at home and broke a leg, that's what prompted me to go back and buy Thistlecrack. Uh, in the sales as a store horse. Wow. Yeah. So the one that got away maybe is the older brother. But anyway, uh, enough of that. <laughs> well, yeah. this will crack demo. You uh, happy enough for you? I was delighted. Yeah. No, I love horses. As um, as Noel said, I don't think safe horses win big races. Yeah. Um, I think the braver the better. I thought identity thief was quite similar in how they fix themselves midair. I love a horse that does that, especially a novice. And going forward, I'm I'm very excited by him. Now I wouldn't be backing him at seven to two, but. I still think he's the one to beat in that field. Yeah, uh, do you know what? I was at the track and um, the roars of him as he as he just even was going down was quite nice. But when he did take off long at a couple of those fences, it was oh, a fourth last. Yeah, and he just, oh, they loved it. Oh. They loved it. And that's yeah. what it's all about. So good to see Thistlecrack still on track. And we'll see what happens this weekend about where he sits in that Gold Cup market. Uh, we've got to talk about the bet Victor Chase. Taquin Desoy was the winner. It wasn't more of that, but it was a welcome winner for John Jack. I leave. Uh, I leave Noel talk about this because he was telling everybody that would listen in the office last week to be back in this horse, and uh, I didn't listen to you all. Yeah, well, I mean, thankfully the horse had recovered from his sore jaw, and he was able to go forward and win the race. I mean, this horse has serious ability. Very okay? so. I think the biggest question mark about this horse is where he goes in the festival. Uh, there wouldn't be a price short enough that I wouldn't back him at for the Carl Hurdle, Carl Cup in, in at the festival uh, over hurdles. Um, that's unlikely though, isn't it? Uh, it depends. John Joe is very shrewd. He is. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna put the horse where he is his best chance. Um, and I think if Vautour was still around and Vautour was going to be aiming for the Ryanair, it would be deterrent for going for the Ryanair. By God, this horse is so handicapped over hurdles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, his run in Chepstow was was such an eye catching run before before yeah. he bet Victor. Um, quality horse regardless. Two five is probably it. You know, he's one of these horses that might look like he wants more, but anytime he's tried a bit further of a trip. You know what we really see is he's he's two he's two five he'll probably go end to end on it but Carl Cup John Joe at the festival we'll get the money <laughs> <laughs> yeah well John has been John Joe, John Joe has been told what we need to do is stick with some of the chases double uh, seven of course uh, capitalising on. Well, a very sorry tale for Ben Bolling of Barters Hill. Barters will live to fight another day, so they tell us, which is great. But 007, uh, impressive, despite a bit of a drift towards the rail at the, after the last. But I thought he looks a very different horse over fences. He jumped really well. Um, Nicky Henderson had him schooled brilliantly. Obviously, now the whole race lost all its value for me when Barters did go out like that. And hopefully now he can uh, he can bounce back properly. And he's a good horse going forward, but again, you'd need to see him in a better race to be yeah. properly judging. For, yeah. for, me, for me, 007 is, is a horse that fell through the cracks last weekend uh, because of what happened to the favourite nobody or I won't say nobody but people failed to step back and critically assess his performance it was a hell of a win 
he's a very good horse. He travelled behind some really good horses. He jumped very well. Okay, he won a little bit up the hill. I'll forgive any horse that. Um, this horse is likely underrated because of the focus on, on Ben Pauling's horse, Barter's Hill. But keep 007 on side. Um, if you fancy him, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't had an anti post bet for the festival yet, but I'm very, very tempted to have one on this chap. Something like the JLT? Yeah, it's probably one of those things where I'd probably back him for the RSA and have a very, very, very small bet on him for the JLT. Yeah. But I'd be more more inclined to think that he's an RSA type horse. Uh, sorry, what I should say is, I think, I'm inclined to think he's a three mile horse, but that might be for next year. Yeah, but so, but I have to stick with what I think, and what I think is that he's an RSA horse for this year. Well, they think the world of him. Let's stick with the chases. Fox Norton, who was a big purchase for the Potsers, of course, and uh, well, he kind of ran away with a Schler chase when beforehand. I think, well, certainly myself and Demo, including in here last week, were saying that you couldn't touch him after Switcher Stables and um, taking on some better horses. But he is impressive. He went up fifteen pounds, and he was brilliant. Uh, Special Tiara probably doesn't act as well as he does at other tracks at Cheltenham, as well as that. His record fresh is actually appalling. We should have looked into that a bit better last week. But uh, Fox Norton was absolutely superb. Jumped really well. Aidan Coleman took a pull. But three out. He's very good. And the division is kind of... It's a hard division to weigh up at the moment. If Duvan goes for that division, obviously Duvan is um, is very, very good, clearly, by how much he hammered him last year. And now Fox Norton looks, looks very good. So it's a tough division, but he's well worth being at the top. Top three or four in it, dude. He's going to find his spot there. Were you impressed with him, though? Yeah, very impressed. Um, some shade to go purchase the horse from Neil Holland, by the way. Um, but obviously, it was he, he beat a horse of the pots this time before, I think. So that obviously played a lot. Size of thinking. Yeah, size and platinum. Yeah. Smashed. Um, he's uh, he's a very good horse. Um, he's going to come up short of Duvan, assuming that Duvan comes back fit and healthy, which we 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 don't know anything to the contrary. But Duvan will whip him around. I like Duvan. People talking about Duvan for the Gold Cup and Ryanair and all that sort of stuff. Again, my belief, nonsense. The horse runs in the in the Champion Chase, and yeah. he'll, he won't run anywhere else. I'd say he's a he's a bigger price to run in the in the in the uh, King George than he is the Champion Chase, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go for a few hurdlers. North Hill Harvey. We're going to chat to Harry Skelton, so maybe we won't stick on him too long. But uh, winner of the Great Woody. He, he probably they seem to think he would have got placed in the Supreme, but for missing the second last. And then he ran well at Aintree and he ran away with a great win. He's actually done that really well. I thought he had a little bit more in hand than it showed. See what the handicapper does. He did really, really well. Um, probably rules him out for handicap. Hurdles going forward. He won off 141, so. You got to 153, you'd say. Maybe. That was a 12 pound performance for me. Um, yeah. I thought he was superb. Modus, it's um, it's great to see that McManus has a new get me out of here. A horse that just can't stop finishing second. Mm. Uh, I think Modus is. A very good horse but again he's just frustrating he just doesn't seem to get his head in front at all at all he he's very good but i like Nortel harvey i think the skeletons are brilliant he's one to take out going forward definitely yeah well more to come from harry skeleton on that horse i might pick out john constable in from behind i think when that one sees a sharper track that's got races in it anything you pick out of that race though um not out of that race but i will pick another horse from yeah. hurdle, handicap hurdle at the weekend so i've already given you the winner of the coral cup but now i'm going to give you the reverse <laughs> forecast okay um normally i'd be I'm typically bullish i'd normally go for the forecast but just to be safe the reverse forecast um a hair breath or a hair's breath i don't know which which it is yeah uh, breath, finished yeah. fourth uh, was it fourth he finished in the in the two mile five yeah hurdle yeah. race Saturday. um hating the ground a hell of a performance um this horse is re is pretty brittle. Um, I'd like to see him get to the festival next March in one piece on a sound enough surface in the coral in the coral cup. Um, he's going to give them a lot to think about. Geez, you've that coral cup nailed. Absolutely, yeah. I have it by. You've never heard someone this far up be so enthusiastic with a coral cup. <laughs> I can't help myself, guys. When I, when, I, when I see winners, I see winners. Horses, uh, horses for courses. There, uh, Aso in the uh, Bet Victor Chase as well. I thought ran a cracker. Didn't jump the last couple. I think the niche's time is coming with the rain. So she had a winner yesterday. Yeah, yeah so, I think it's yeah. coming. So yeah, time soon to as the get on the, the mud starts flying, and you start backing her. Yeah, yeah, get on the Venetia train. It's all about to happen. Well, of course, you are listening to the Race Hour podcast. We're our hosts at Bet Bright, and we've got Harry Skelton uh, coming up straight after this. Introducing Genius, BetBright's newest product that allows you to choose your bets. Genius will give you the ability to select from trends like winner last time out, course winners, distance winners and many many more. When you're done narrowing the field with Genius, you'll know exactly what you fancy. Genius by BetBright. Simply smarter betting. Okay I'm delighted to say now on the race hour we're joined by Harry Skelton. Harry how are you sir? Yeah very well how are you? 
Yeah, really good. And it's just off the back of a, another big weekend for yourself and Dan and all involved down at the yard there with uh, North Hill Harvey, who really battled hard, was tough and game in the Greatwood. Yeah, we had a brilliant weekend, uh, obviously with North Hill Harvey. Um, obviously, he did well last year as a novice. We'd have run a big race in the Supreme, but um, missed the second last badly. And that ended all hope of um, being placed anyway. So, no, I mean, he did it really well at the weekend. And um, Dan has had this race and the Elite, obviously, in mind. Um, but the ground was too quick to run him at Wincanton last week, so it was a good job, really. And um, uh, the race went really well for me. He travelled really well. Um, I was always confident. Um, and um, no, he jumped the last with plenty to spare and um, you know, battled on well up the hill. And he, he sees two miles out really well. So, um, yeah, I think on a track like that, that helps. Yeah, it definitely does, of course, at somewhere like uh, Cheltenham. I guess it, what the plans with a horse like that now Greatwood winners often have to step immediately up something like the Fighting Fifth will come into play uh, I'm not sure where we're going to go now um, obviously won that off 141 so we'll see what the handicapper does but I mean you know he's next year's chaser really yeah like a lot of the horses down in your yard I guess with eyes on fences but he, he stepped up lovely at the weekend and another big weekend for your yard might talk about a few of the other horses that have been out and about already this season a few that we're looking forward to to coming out as well um, a horse like Three Musketeers perhaps he was sixth in the return in the old Rowan yeah looking forward to Three Musketeers he'll go next weekend to the Hennessy meeting there's a two and a half mile open handicap for him there um, you know I think there's plenty of rain on the way which will help um, it, it won't be long before he sees three miles but we just want to have another go over two and a half on soft ground um, he ran a very similar race in the old run as he, as he did last year on his first outing at Huntingdon travelled well, jumped great and just got tired so um, we'll hope to see an improvement and um, hopefully he'll go really well next weekend at the Hennessy meeting Yeah, he's a horse a lot of people have a lot of time for and I know you guys are keen to, to see him step up and what he's done so far big future ahead for that one Blue Heron, the Kingwell winner from last year he absolutely dotted up in that he's going chasing maybe soft ground will help him Yeah, obviously he's had a couple of runs over over fences um, he's been off the track a long time and, and got tired on me at market raising ran well again the other day but like I said all plans on hold at the minute with him to be honest As well as that Harry um Obviously, Mark Huglin, he's a top guy as well, and his horse, Value at Risk, um, it kind of annoys me in Twitter times when I see people say that uh, he can be a bit soft and a finish, but he looked quite good the last day, and that was just about getting the win into him, wasn't it? Uh, went a very, very strong gallop the last day at Bangor. He jumped fantastic, which was nice to see. He travelled really well. Second horse, which I'm hoping, won last year twice over two miles, so we didn't hang about around Bangor, and you know his, his jumping was put under pressure, and he was foot perfect got to the front going to the last thought he'd done enough and pulled up the whole way up the running you know he he, he showed great determination when he won at Fairy House last year yeah. um, a lot of pressure's been put on this horse unnecessarily really I think coming from Ireland people you know give him a massive reputation for his bumper form you know and put a lot of unnecessary pressure on the horse he won a grade 2 hurdle last year and hopefully um, he'll go on now and um, you know you know carry on and, and on, be on an upward curve of fences Brilliant, yeah. A couple others I might mention to you, Harry, if that's okay. Kazakh Noir, sixth in the Fred Winter last year. That's definitely a chaser in the making, isn't it? Chasing, you know, type all over, really. Um, you won't see him over fences this year, though. He'll stay over hurdles and he'll be going to the Hennessy meeting um, and he'll line up in the Joey Field, and, which is a race for four year olds only. It suits him. He's won round there before, so um, like I say, he's a chaser in the making and we're just biding our time before we go chasing next year. Um, we want to give him some more experience. Yeah, and he's going to get painted at this season. Look forward to Kazakh Noir coming back. Superb story, a county hurdle winner last year. Didn't get a plan in, in Galway, of course, pulled up there on the ground, but must have decent plans for that one. How is Superb story? Superb story is really well. He had a break after Galway, um, put a line completely through it. It, it just things didn't work out, and, um, you know, it, it wasn't meant to be. And, like I say, we've put Galway well behind us now. We know he's a good horse. We believe in the horse, and um, I'd be very surprised if he didn't step up. You know, hopefully into sort of the, the, the Grade Two, you know, hurdle division. Yeah, look forward to superb story. A couple of similar types as well, likes of Mr Miyagi, big run at Kempton and Aintree already this season. Yeah, massive improver. Um, he's now rated um, above 150. Um, where we go next, we're not quite sure. Plans are open with him. You know, he, he really has done very well 
Um, and again, he's probably a chaser in the making. So um, he just keeps improving the over hurdles. So we have to um, decide where we're going to go next. You have to see how, how far these can go, don't you, before you make the switch to fences. You've got a, one over from France as well, Optimus Prime. I think that's got an engagement in the fighting fifth. Probably a little bit too soon, maybe? Or are you excited about this one? No, yeah, Optimus Prime. Um, the handicapper's put him up for his run at, um, at Huntingdon, which is going to make handicap routes difficult enough, to be honest. He's, I think he's 148 now, so... You know, he's got a stiff a stiff handicap mark. I know we were happy with him at Huntingdon, hopefully improve a little bit. You know, he's a horse, obviously, wears his heart on his sleeve. His racing way is very forward. He likes to run along with the bridle. Um, he's a very slick jumper. And, again, he's only a four-year-old, so he, he'd be better probably seen next year over fences. But hopefully he could pick up a couple of nice hurdles on the way. Yeah, there might be something in that for that one. One that's had a great summer, the Mayor Stephanie Francis. Um, bit of a dual purpose type well for jumping game anyway had a great time of it might have a little break now Stephanie Francis yeah um, Dan's placed her very well to win two listed hurdles in 11 days and he had those two races mapped out for, a, for from a long time ago when she won back in Worcester we said the, the you know the main gold cup for her was, was banger and she delivered and she won we were a bit nervous a couple of hours before it was raining hard and the ground went soft which wouldn't be really to her liking but class shone through um, she jumped very well, and um, you know she's won. She won three listed hurdles, three listed races now, two of the hurdles and one of the fences. She's done brilliantly. Yes, yeah, great to have those types in the yard, isn't it? Even when you've got plenty of horses, though, something you can keep bringing out and performing. Yeah, massively. Um, she's done really, really well, and Dan, you know, Dan has placed her very well. And um, on a day, um, uh, she is a very, very class act. I know a few of the uh, people who are uh, interacting with us on the race hour were keen to hear about Bertimont. Ran in the Forheen Champion Hurdle in 2015. Might be back soon? Yeah, Bertimont actually runs on Friday at Ascot. He's very well. He's, he's come back from um, from an injury. Um, whatever he does on Friday, he will improve enormously. He's got top weight, which is going to be hard. And like I say, whatever he does on Friday, he will improve enormously. So um, it'll be, you know, basically watch and, watch and find out. And, and see how we get on sort of thing and um, you know it's just nice to get him back to the track hopefully on Friday you know he'll have his first run Fingers crossed for Bertimont and there's a few runners that we could see out this weekend uh, the likes of Shitibello probably going to go in the Betfair price rush that field looks like it might be small but very select likes of Irving and Old Guard potentially lining up there at Haydock How's Chittibello ran there uh, well ran well really well behind Stern Rubin Yeah Chittibello is very well um We'll have to depend on the ground whether he goes or not. He definitely probably wouldn't want he wouldn't want soft ground. So I'm not sure yet whether we um, would definitely be running uh, at Haydock on Saturday. If they get all the rain, then I can't see. You know, I I don't think um, he'll go. But if 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 they avoid the rain and 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 it's not too bad, then he'll take a chance. But like I say, it's ground dependent. He's still got a decent season ahead of him. He's only had eight runs and they've been all um, on a very progressive curve. Yeah, they have. He's obviously on a Scottish champion hurdle, like I say, on, on pretty decent ground. So he's a horse with a lot of speed. He jumped, his jumping's very slick. Um, he's all about speed, really, um, Chitty Bello. And uh, uh, like I say, just depends on, on what, what the weather does and what the ground's like, whether he'll run on, on Saturday or not. Will that weather have an effect on the couple of likely entrants for the fixed brush hurdle on the same card? Two Tafts, who looks a very exciting type, and Born Survivor possibly engaged there. Yeah, Born Survivor um, will wait and probably go to Newbury the following week for two and a half mile handicap. Two Tafts will take his chance in the sixth brush on Saturday, and we're very happy with him. Dan was keen to get him out before his novice status ran out in November. He won well up at Carlisle. He's a horse who doesn't do a lot when he when he gets to the front, so um, you know he's never going to be this mightily impressive ten length winner. Um, he travels very well. He jumps great. I think the fixed brush hurdles will suit him very well. Um, two mile six on soft ground I think he, he's got a really good chance they're great races aren't they for those horses that are potentially going to make up to nice chasers gets them to focus on something a little bit different and two taps looks an ideal type yeah he, um, he like I say again he's a chaser in the making and basically we were keen to just stay over hurdles for another year to give him some more experience this race really suited him so um, that's, our, that's, our, that's our target with him very good luck with that one and uh, I mean we should talk before yourself and, and Dan have hooked up with such great success likes of Willow Saviour kicking it all off and it's been a great run uh, since that a couple of years back I remember you winning an Irish Grand National was that Fairy House that day I think it was 2009 on Niche Market for Bob Buckler that must have been some day Harry 
yeah, it was absolutely magic, um, you know, to win such a big race um, so early on in my career and um, so young. Um, Niche Market has been well looked after because he lives with me um, and I hunt him when I when I get the chance and um, he, he's enjoying his good retirement. Do you still give him the the old buzz that we're just going past the winning post again here as you go hacking around? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's a, he's a lovely old horse, and um, like I say, he deserves a good retirement, and I'm trying to look after him as best as I can. I'm sure you are. I'm sure he's enjoying that retirement. That's what it's nice to get out in one piece, and that was a big, big day for you. Also, you also rode uh, obviously a few decent winners as well for Paul Nichols. But how is the setup with with Dan going? Do you two? Um, get on all the time you're involved in the race planning together is there any kind of barneys i mean family uh interaction like that can be interesting yeah um obviously i can maybe get away with a little more than <laughs> than, than a than a stable jockey or someone else's you know so because we are brothers but um at the end of the day you know we've got to make it work and um you know we we always we always talk about where the horses should go what what they need to do and what you know tracks trip what would what would suit best no i mean dan's very good leaves the riding up to me and um you know i leave the training to him you know he's he's very good at placing the horses and i'd say he always runs it by me first or i might come up with an idea he might tell me that's ridiculous or he might tell me that's a good idea so um we're there really to, to question each other because um, we don't want to leave any any stone unturned, you know. Yeah, it seems like a really nice setup you have there. Bridget Andrews as well playing a decent role down there, riding a few winners for the team. Yeah, Bridget's done really well. Um, obviously, um, I go out with Bridget and have been for six years, so it's nice to give her a chance to turn in conditional. Um, when we when we grew with the number of horses, we needed someone, you know, to claim weight off. And um, you know, Bridget's a real team player, and she's here every day, schooling the horses. She knows them inside out. And, and she has good feeling for the horses, you know. And she's she's done really well, you know. As you can see over the past couple of couple of weeks, she's she's really started to shine now. So, um, Erin's there at Kempton, and Stephanie Francis in a lifted hurdle up at Weatherby. So, no, she's doing really well, and um, we're we're very proud of what she's doing. And no, she hopefully she'll continue to do well. Yeah, long may it continue. One thing that I know a lot of the people who interact with the race I've picked up on is that you're very progressive on social media. You've got a great website. You're very open and sharing stuff about the horses. That was a conscious decision you made when it all got the set up there that you were going to be like that and be very forward and in front of the people who obviously love their racing can get all that interaction. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously social media now is such a big thing, you know, but I only see it as, as a positive thing. Uh, we're very, very open with our horses of what's going on. Um, we've learned from Paul Nichols. He's exactly the same. He's always straight down the line. Be open, be honest, and 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 you know it's black or white. Simple as that. I think it's only a good thing. You know, that, you know we put it out there. It's on the table, and that's it for everyone to see. Paul, you know, has been he, he's a master at his profession, and we've learned from him. And 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 to be very open and just hide nothing, and and, and that's how it is. You know, so that's our that's our um, that's our game in here. Well, I think you should be congratulated for it. It's something that people really enjoy and are uh, hungry for content these days. It's great to get some straight from the people who are actually dealing with the horses. So well done for that. I, mean, I might leave you with a final question, Harry, if that's okay. And I know I went through a little mini stable tour there with you. Any horses I missed out we should be keeping an eye out for the coming winter months? Yeah, I mean, um, we've got quite a few horses um, ready to run now that have just been waiting for a bit of rain. And we've only just started to get on the grass gallops. So that's why, like I say, Bertamont runs on Friday and he he will definitely improve win lose or draw he will improve for the run because we haven't actually managed to get him to the grass um because it hasn't rained so um you know again just like him he will he will improve for the run and um had we had rain a month ago we'd have had able to get him even you know fitter than he will be on friday so um things like that but we've we've just started to get on the grass now and some young horses starting um to come on well and we're looking forward to running a few of them. Hopefully, maybe Irving's half-brother, a horse by Scirocco called Indirocco. He'll be out soon. Another nice horse by Mamul called Amula Gold. He will also be out soon. And uh, a mare we've ha uh, just got off the flat called Hestina. So um, there's three that hopefully will be out soon. And um, we like all three of them. And uh, um, we'll, we'll see how we fare. You know the racetracks. The racetracks are very good. Uh, Leveler tells you where we are, so you know. But we've got we, we we like all three of them, and um, 
we're looking forward to running them. Well, we're looking forward to seeing them out, Harry. I just want to say thanks again very much for coming on the race out and chatting to myself and uh, Dermot here. Wish you all the very best this weekend and beyond to yourself, Dan and, and, and Bridget, of course, and everyone down at the yard. Uh, set for big things. We just hope it continues for you. Thanks very much. Thank you. No worries. <laughs> Well, a big thanks to Harry Skelton spending so much time with us on the race hour. Pleasure to uh, have his company in there. Good luck to them for the weekend. It's got a big weekend ahead. We are going to talk about some of the weekend racing, but as we've got Noel Hayes in the studio with us, and possibly for one week only, he's nailed the Coral Cup already. We're going to have to ask you, Noel, to give us five perhaps off-the-radar horses for the season to follow. So away you go, sir. Just a bit disappointed that Mr Skelton didn't suggest that the highlight of his year so far was appearing on a podcast with me, but, you know... Um, <laughs> Maybe the next time he comes in, he'll give me a name check. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll ask him. Five, five, five to follow, as you say. Yeah. Um, so listen, um, Dean, as you know, I was going to go with Jenkins, but um, I, I mentioned with Dermot in the office a few weeks ago, and he gave him up as who's one of five to follow. So we'll we'll, we'll have that. So my five to follow for the year, or my five to follow for the future, I should say. So I yep. always I pick a horse um, that has a big future based on what I, based on what we've seen in them. Uh, we might not see the best of them this year, but certainly into the future, I expect all these horses to to uh, take top billing at some stage in the career. Horse number one is a horse called Miracle in Medina, uh, who's a five-year-old Milan horse uh, owned by J.P. McManus and trained by Gordon Elliott. He was a good winner of a free house bumper who beat the perennial bridesmaid that is now some neck. Um, so, I mean, that alone, and even going back to see the horses to finish behind him, on strict form, this wouldn't be a bumper that would excite you. He beat some neck, but sure, who hasn't? And, um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think any winners came from in behind either. So it, it, on the, on the bare bare facts, it's hard to put this lid up. I was so impressed with this guy this day. Um, he was a little bit burly and big. To me, he looked like a, a horse that was just having a little outing, having a run uh, to give him a bit of education. We'll turn him out for a summer's grass and we'll bring him back in in the autumn and we'll go to war with him. Um, he was green as grass in the run. He showed a serious turn of foot and he won like a really really good horse um, I'm not sure what the future holds for him in terms of, of, of objectives and, and targets um, but I do know one thing is that what I saw that day is that this is a horse that, that should make into a black type horse at some stage in his career uh, certainly very very exciting that day and a really good turn of foot the next one is the most obvious of all of my selections um, but I can't not I can't not include him um, Nicky Henderson's horse, Vanito. Mm. Uh, he's rated 154. So listen, he mightn't win a champion chase. We can see the likes of Fox Norton, who we've discussed, Duvan, they're all there in that mix. But off 154, Vanito, uh, he can certainly uh, win a handicap off that mark. Grand Daniel? Um, yeah, well, not if he wins this weekend. I think what we can see, I think, I think we, he will. realistically, what we'll see is he, he he's gonna he should make a mockery of his handicap mark. Yeah. He should be competitive in grade twos, you know, grade threes. Maybe a poor grade one, uh, you know, if it's lacking a Duvan, um, and he can probably be the horse that might chase uh, Duvan home in a, in a champion chase, Could or be. perhaps if he can stretch him out, he might be a Ryanair horse. But he's a horse with lots of promise. Um, didn't, you know, had a kind of a, a somewhat tough introduction um, over fences last year. As far as the second day, he had to take on Armad. Um, who we didn't know a whole lot about it at the time, really, in terms of his capability. Yeah. And he was, it meant that it was a, such a really searching, jumping test yeah. um, that they probably weren't expecting. But listen, it was a, it was a day away at school. He learned plenty, and he came down in the in the uh, champion or in the Arkle when he was going to be probably he a good second. The cracker. Yeah, he was going to be a good second at Dovan. Yeah. And with Fox Norton in behind. Um, now listen, they all have a summer under their belt, and they can, they'll improve at different rates. But Vanato is number two. Horse number three, um, which curiously for a stallion I don't like, Milan. He's the second Milan horse on my on my my list of five horses to follow, and it's Castello Svoraza, which is trained by Willie Mullins and owned by J.P. McManus. Um, this was a horse that was bought by Peter Maloney of Rathmore Stud. Uh, Peter, of course, is a is a key uh, uh, cog in the Qatar racing wheel. And a couple of seasons ago, Sheikh Fahad said his three advisors. Um, Peter Maloney, uh, Hannah Wall and David Redver is a task to buy a national hunt horse that could win in Cheltenham. Uh, I think Mr Redvers um, did, a, did a bit of a sneaky one by buying the, 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 the then favourite for the hunter's chase. But uh, Peter went, he only had an order for one horse at the Derby sale 
and I'd say he had a budget far bigger than he spent. He spent 65 grand on this Castello Svaraza. And I mean, his first start in the track, he won that restricted uh, sales bumper in Ferry House, which is always a hell of a good bumper. And he won it like a really good horse. He then hadn't been seen, he wasn't seen for, for quite some time until the Cheltenham bumper last year, when he, when he finished fourth to Ballyandy. Yep. Um, this to me looks like a horse, I suspect, based on the vibes that we were hearing in advance of, of, uh, of Cheltenham. In fact, what I'd heard in advance of Cheltenham, that he was working pretty useless, and they were disappointed with him, and that he went to Thurless and he absolutely danced in in a schooling bumper. So maybe he's a horse that uh, saves his best for the track, and maybe a little bit lazy. For me, at the end of last season, assuming he's 100% sound, he was a horse that I thought would be probably a, a Neptune or a potato race um, <laughs> horse uh, for this season. But I definitely think that there's plenty of upside in him uh, as a novice hurdler and indeed as a chaser in time as he goes forward. Um, the last two horses, both came, both come from the same race. They finished first and second in the bumper in Ferry House on, uh, almost 12 months ago, Drinmore weekend. Um, <coughs> the winner of that race was Lucky Pass, who was then trained by Willie Mullins. And subsequently, obviously, with the move of the Gigginson horses, he's now with Gordon Elliott. Yeah. Um, the other of my five to follow was the horse that finished second in that, a mare called Avellino, trained by uh, Dermot McLaughlin. But if we just look at the race itself, I remember watching the race and kind of, it's, it's well, historically, it's a really, really good bumper, first of all. So, I mean, Identity Thief has won that race in the past, and I'm sure there's some other really good good bumper winners, or really good horses who won that bumper as well. But they pulled, I think, about 13 or 14 lengths clear of the third horse that day. Um, the third horse was a horse called Annie Drama, who won a bumper. The fourth horse was a horse called Sunny May, who won a bumper. The fifth horse was a horse called Blood Crazed Tiger, who won a bumper and three or four hurdle race ever since. The sixth horse was a horse called Timon, who won a hurdle race. And the eighth horse was a horse called Balzac Turgo, who won a hurdle race. As bumpers go, and in terms of form working out, they do not get much better than That's this. strong. Right. Yeah. This is a proper, so for me, these are two proper horses, okay? Uh, Lucky Pass did go on, I think at Christmas, or maybe in, in, in uh, could have been Hennessy Day even. Yeah. He won a winner's bumper, I think, in Leprosan, beating first Figaro of, of, of Dermot Wells. I don't know where this horse goes or where he slots in. Perhaps he is more of a chaser than a hurdler, but again, he could be a, 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 a Neptune stroke potato race uh, horse. Um, I don't know where he'll end up, but one thing I do know is this horse is very, very good. I, I, for me, this horse looks a proper tool. Um, I w I'm equally as excited about the runner-up on that. She was a mare called Avellino. Um, that was her debut that day. She finished second to Lucky Pass. We all know, what, as I said, what finished in behind them. Uh, they pulled a long way clear of the third. Went up to Down Royal and absolutely danced in on a bumper in Down Royal by about uh, a dozen lengths. And then won a winner's bumper in, I think... Fairy House, I, I, I stand open to correction, uh, won well again in the winner's bumper. And then it went over to the listed mare's bumper in Sandown at the end of the season. And for a two-mile two mile race, it's very hard to ride, ride your finish two miles too soon. But somehow, <laughs> uh, Noel McParlin, who rode him that day, um, managed to, do, to, to, to essentially do that. Um, she finished fifth, beating two and a half lengths. I will not have anyone telling me that she wasn't the best horse in the race that day. And she is... Uh, a filly or a mare with one hell of a future. She runs in a very familiar Conway colours, pink mm. with the, with the yeah. white hoop. Um, I'm excited about this. I know it's a long way from Cheltenham, and I don't know. Look, we need to see what sort of aptitude she has for jumping a hurdle. You know, so you know it's a bit a bit uncertain. But essentially, what I'm saying here is that this this filly is very good and has a big bloody engine. And assuming she's an aptitude for jumping, she's got a big future. Um, I, I see that Willie apparently already won the, the, the Mayor's Novice Hurdle yesterday in in, uh, in Ferry House with Asturia. I mean, by the time Sunday evening is finished and Let's Dance has won in, in, in Punchdown, he'll have had the first and second in the race. <laughs> okay, so, like, I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the hacks would have you think that nothing else will get a look in, but this Avellino is a proper, proper, proper filly. At least... I, she's, she's very good. At least you've found the third. <laughs> when it comes up so we've gone for Miracle in Medina Vanater who runs this weekend and probably wins Castello Sforza Lucky Pass and Abellino so they're the five Noel that was a pleasure and a good run through all those horses I'm definitely writing down a few of the, well writing down the last one I've never heard of it before um, we've got to do a bit of housekeeping Demo you better do that for the race hour please yes yeah, so as again hashtag race hour is a chat that's on between 8 and 9 on a Sunday night just type in hashtag race hour onto Twitter and you'll see us all talking away there and you can join in again it's for all all levels of horse racing knowledge um, even as limited 
as my own. Oh my. And then, uh, and then as well as that, we have a free tipping game on our site as well. You can win seven hundred euro a month completely free of charge, and all you have to do is tip horses over in Ireland. Even. Very good. Now this weekend we are all looking forward to the Betfair Chase. Is Q Card as good as he once was? Will Cooney Gray come back? And the same applies to him. And is it a straight shootout? Is that Haydock? It's the Betfair Chase. Um, I let Noel go first. Are we a Q Card or Cooney Gray fan this weekend, or should we look elsewhere? Yeah, I looked at this race. I'm not sure it's a race I, I'd be rushing to have a bet in. Yeah. Some question marks exist over the horses. Um, Q Card is a very good horse. Cooney Gray, a very good horse. My suspicion is that Cunny Gree will turn up very, very straight and fit for the day. I don't think he's a horse, given his, his injury record, that you want to send back here with a big fat belly and have him gasping for air, jumping the second the last. Million, the million on offer is a big thing as well. Yeah, I yeah. think with a yard like that, a small, only got a couple of horses. I think, yeah, I think it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a big thing that yeah. comes into play. So I guess, well, I suppose what I'm saying is if I knew Cunny Gree was 100% straight, I'd probably back Cunny Gree. But I think there's a good bit of depth in this race, and it's interesting to see you at midnight if he runs in it, it's going to make it a, you know, he's also going to be pushing from the front end, as Connie Gree would typically do as well. Um, I don't, you know, it's not a race I have a, you know, I wouldn't be rushing to have a, have, have a big bet on anything, but my gut at the moment says Connie Gree. I guess we're drawing a line through Silviana Coconte, which is a bit tight on him, but I know you like to see you at midnight as well, Dermo. I like to see you at midnight. Uh, I'll be struggling to back him. It, it, it's a funny race. It could actually work out again for Irish Cavalier the way he was rolled the last day. Um, they won't be. They won't give him as much rope, or you know, not the. I even pay attention to him, but see at midnight should should go along in front. You'd have Q card just behind him, and then you'd have Irish Cavalier. I think Cunny agree with the rain that is falling. If he is fit enough, um, I'd be like Noel in that. I think he's he's the only real kind of Gold Cup contender I'd have in my mind at the moment, and um, just with the heavy rain. He'd be one that could go seriously, seriously well, but I give honourable mentions to See You at Midnight and Irish Cavalier, but Cunny Gree could just be too good, then. I think if we were all forced to have a bet in it, I'd probably plump with Irish Cavalier at 9-1. to one. I think so. He's, he's undercooked in the odds, just, and we'll see what happens with the front two. Exactly. The Fixed Brush Hurdle's a race I love on that card. It's, uh, it's one of these for these intermediate horses about to make their name over fences. Um, we talked to Harry Skelton, and he's mad keen on two taffs. So am I. I think two taffs is a proper animal. Um, you know what I mean, Harry's in there, Kate de Burley, if in doubt, uh, Mr Mix, Yala Enki, who ran fifth last year, even Ibis Dura has got an entry in there, a race that you like, Noel? It wouldn't be my, my bag, no? I mean, I'm completely honest, um, I'd, I, 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 it's the sort of race I sit down in the day and I just look for horses with, with serious ground bias or serious track bias, sure. and I, then I decide... Mm, I probably don't want to have the bet and just watch it anyway. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's like a, fe- uh, yeah, it's like a chase race it. where my horse won't fall. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely love it. Uh, the Yala Enki is interesting. Um, loves heavy ground. Venetia Yard is finally getting going. It's going to happen. Um, and we'll run a massive race, but just like you, Dean, I think two tafts should be too good. Gets in off the exact same mark as he won off at, um, at Carlisle last time, 138. Uh, he won't mind what the ground is. Having won in good, Good to soft, and having ran a brilliant fourth last year in a um, in a proper listed handicap hurdle for novice horses at Sandown last year, where he was just fourth behind Barney Dwan, who was a horse I really rate. He Potter's Cross behind him that day. He had an awful lot of very very good horses down the field. That race has produced loads of winners, and um, I think Two Taps is the sleeper here, Dean. I just think he's the one to beat. Well, he's not missed by the mark. He's currently around a 5-1 to one chance. I think that's a decent bet. I can see two taps. Um, if he doesn't win, whatever beats him definitely wins. I think he'll be in the first two. He's a cracking animal. Price rush hurdle. Uh, we'll likely get a small field here. My tent of yours up against Irving. Melodic rendezvous. We've already heard, I think, Chitabello won't go. So do we make it that? It's a bit of a... It's one of these races that we're kind of waiting for the big guns still to turn up. you got to take on my tent of yours. Sure. You have to, yeah. The last time we won was in a jumper's bumper in Kempton. You know, <laughs> um, He's never been a horse that I've been convinced wants it all that all that much. Um, Irving for me should suit him as well. Conditions are going to come right for him. Run, runs well He's fresh. Not jacked up though, is he? Yeah, yeah, I know. He runs well fresh. I'm not sure if any of of, of Pauls have been jacked up for the weekend. It might be still. Fair. All guard is, I think. Okay, all okay. guard is Harry Copton up. I saw. Oh yeah, sorry, I see that. Yeah, um, but Irving again wouldn't be one. I'd be more inclined to just take on the favourite here, and it's questioning of. You know, if my decision is to take on the favourite question of what I'm going to take him on with, um, and Irvin is probably, probably the one to be I'd be earned towards at the minute. But I mean, again, I've, I've, it's no big, 
not a big view. No, I, I'd add it that way as well. I mean, we're kind of talking about the race because it's there, not really one that stands out for me as a as a race we want to get too involved in. Over at Ascot, the horse I'm really looking forward to this weekend probably is the majority of my hopes for the festival wrapped up in him, and that's the Orange Machine. Now, I've got the Trump double done, so the two Orange Machines together, Trump and Yamworth to win the World Hurdle. Uh, Yamworth goes in the Coral Hurdle, two miles three, good to soft ground at Ascot. Uh, I think he romps home, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I think he's, he's the one to beat. I wouldn't be too enthusiastic about betting in the race, unless he was a back of a price team, but um, it'd be interesting to see what trip they go with for him long term would you say he's a champion hurdler or a, a world hurdle horse you don't need to ask me that question it's, a world hurdle it's, the, best, horse. it's the best it's the best even money shot will run this November big time yeah it's um, Zarkander come on Jesus <laughs> Christ I mean I was a big big, fa- big fan of the horse in his day like, I love Zarkander but no I love him as well like yeah. Jesus Christ I mean is he going to beat Janworth no no, no. <laughs> yeah so no. <laughs> let's hope he likes looking the defense at rest big, <laughs> let's hope he likes looking at two big orange butt cheeks running up down, yeah. the, down the final thing. yeah what do you think though for Yanworth long term Noel champion hurdle or world hurdle uh, I'd be more of a champion hurdle horse would you yeah I do I think he's got loads and loads and loads of speed he does and I think when you've got that much speed it goes back to your you know the the, the Hardy Eustace Rock on Rubies Istabrax you know winning the two mile five race um and there's, there's others I'm sure as well but um, you need you need a hell of a lot of tactical speed but you need a lot of grit uh, to win a champion hurdle and for me this horse has the tactical speed and he has the grit and I know I'd be aiming for for the champion hurdle the only reason not to go for the champion hurdle is because you're running scared of the rich rich battalion yeah of course um, but you know they're not they're not going to take each other on either no so if you're not going to take, if you're going to have to take one of them on in the champion hurdle or, or the world hurdle, he could yeah. have Annie in the champion of four in the world. <clears throat> exactly. So possibly, I'd much rather if. So assuming you're taking on a superstar, regardless of where you're going, I'd much rather go to the race where I think suits the horse best. And I think with a horse like that to 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 run him over three miles in a world hurdle is a mistake because you're you're blunting his his heavy artillery, which is his, his good tactical speed. I mean, we've seen it with the likes of Annie Power going uh, three miles back and forth. Uh, yeah, you, you know what I mean. It's it, she, for all that she's she's a wonderful mare, as we know. Um, you know, it's 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 a different beast when you're when you're going to three miles, and it's a tough bloody race. The world hurdle, racing from a long way out there. You, know, you need to be a proper proper stayer. Yeah. Alan King do it with my way to Solzen, and then come back when he went over fences and they came back over back in trip with that horse. He won the Arkle. Yeah, it? yeah, and he did it with a world hurdle. Yeah. Maybe it was a bad article, was it? Well, finished second. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> listen, I, like, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I just, my gut feel is, somebody said to me, now, Yanworth has to run somewhere and you have to pick it. I'd say, well, it's, it's an easy, easy, easy decision. I hope they don't have your number. Sorry, and in time, in time, you may well be more of an entry hurdle. Yeah. You just broke be. Dean's heart there. Dean's uh, yeah, well, all I, over him for the world hurdle. I, I just know. Alan King doesn't have Noel's number and ask for any advice. Um, we've got to pick How up. How do you know? <laughs> Surprise, he rings me, Dean. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he wants to call me, I'll fill him in. Um, Vanater then runs in the three fifteen at Ascot. I've had a look at the prices. Around nine to two chance. I mean, How? <laughs> yeah, it's a massive price, isn't it? How, like, as soon as he gets declared, like God. Yeah, I mean, hello. So I think that that could be down as a podcast charge, that Vanater for the weekend. Anyone else want to pick out anything across Haydock or Ascot that I've missed before we have a, a quick chat about Morgiana Day at Punchestown? Jonathan Moore mentioned last week that he was very keen on uh, on Orlac, who runs in the 1255 at Ascot. He, he said he'd come keen. on an absolute bundle for that second behind, definite outcome at Chepstow. He didn't ride him that day, but he rode the winner. Yeah. Um, he was very keen. I actually watched it back and he. He's completely right. Orlac just warmed up as the race went on. I don't think they'd have minded finishing second at all. No. He, he's an exciting horse team and um, it's a good feel, but the way that stable has started this season, I will be backing him. Yeah, Aureliac, um, that's an interesting run, all right. Jonathan Moore, as you say, very, very keen on that. If you haven't heard that, check out last week's Race Hour podcast. Um, on to Ireland then? Yeah, absolutely perfect. Well, the Morgiana could be Annie Power, could be Forheen, could be Vroom Vroom Mag. Probably will be Sempre Medici in there. Nichols Canyon, Jazz Girl. Um, it's really comes down to what Willie runs. It does, yeah. So, yeah, my suspicion, uh, again, my suspicion is that it, I don't think we're going to see Fine or any part there. Really? Yeah, that's my suspicion. In super sub will step in. Um, Nichols Canyon, I suppose. I think, yeah. I mean, it's it's unusual, but I, I have to admit to 
taking a complete flyer and having a very small bed and room room at sevens. Yeah. I expect I've done my money, but you know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah. but I, 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 just, I just well, took a complete flyer. Take them out, what price she's going off? Yeah. And I just very so sure. I just I just not I'm not feeling it. Okay. You know, I I think that I think Willie might be careful with, with what he runs in it this year having had a re- even though he won the race last year it was still a reversal of sorts. It was. Uh, so I just I, I don't know. I, I really, it's, it's going to be hitting re- refresh tomorrow morning on my PC when declarations are coming through yeah. to see what's what's going to run there. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting just with Nicholas Canyon uh, as to what David Mullen said on the podcast to us as well, the before that he really thought that our race at Leperstown last Christmas left a real mark on yeah. on Nicholas Canyon going forward. He said, of course, he still ran his big races, but he just thought he wasn't the same horse for the rest of the year. So it'll be interesting now to see what a route they go with him, um, because. He's a brilliant horse, won this very well last year, and if he's any sort of a backable price without your Fahins or your any powers, and you'd nearly be plowing into him. Nichols Cannon is finished, lads. That is some show. How has he finished? He's gone at the game. Shite. How has he how has he how has he gone at the game? <laughs> well, when we're sitting here in April, Absolute when, shite. When we're, sitting, when we're sitting here in April doing our, our annual our, our uh, season review. Uh, I'll get uh, Dean to splice this clip back into it. Nichols Canyon is finished. He's yeah. finished, he's gone at the game. How? His heart is broken. Uh, his heart has been broken, maybe. We're going to see. <laughs> Big shout. I'm going to keep that clip. Um, <laughs> yeah. We've got... We've got. Um, well, I have to give Chris Reed a mention because all he ever does is tweet us with the word disco on it. And disco likely to go in that Florida Pearl chase. But, uh, well, I'm assuming Alfred DeSobo is going for the Drimmore, so we probably won't see that one there. Nambourne, Lieutenant Colonel, a couple of other Gingstown horses I picked out in that field. The Florida Pearl chase... Um, what do we think? Disco, no meat. He's got to be keen that this one's going to step up this time. Disco's very good, but I'd be, I'd be more keen on Nambar than I would on Disco. He's nice um, as well. I thought Nambar was brilliant in free expression at Galway. Jumped really, really well. Was a horse that was that Willie Munnes was clearly waiting for fences with. He jumps brilliantly. And what I like, Disco, he's never really beaten anything. Uh, Nambar wasn't far behind Acapella Borgoal last year at, um, at Fair House. He's a horse I really like, and if he does show up, um, I'd probably back him to You take it on the disco, no? Uh, I don't know, it's one of my favourite races of the year. This, this yeah. race day is one of my favourites of the year, because it's really the first test, and, and I love novices, I'm, I'm a, I'm such a soft spot for him, because I love, I love to see potential, and, yeah. and kind of, you know, like you see my five to follow, I'm over-indexed on novices and unexposed <laughs> horses, essentially. Yeah. Um, but ra- rather than the, the, the star bills. But um, I'm just interested to see what's going to get declared, and then I get excited about it. You know, because I, I so many years I've sat here going, oh, he's gonna run, and then yeah, he doesn't run. Doesn't I get disappointed. This goes a hell of a good horse. Um, you know, jockey bookings, all that sort of stuff is gonna come to play. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna commit anything yet. Fair but enough. I, w- I will say, let's wait and see what gets declared, and then and take it from there. Identity thief, on the other hand, in, in the in the other race. Well, if identity thief goes in the Craddock's Town, which we assume he will, uh, he said a few times he looks a natural race for him. him. Oh, yeah, he wins this length in the, yeah. in the car yeah. park. Yeah, yeah, looks a natural race for him. He's and been very excited. And then he goes on to the Arco, Probably, yeah. It's a hell of an article. Altior, it is a hell of an article. Altior lies in wait. Altior min identity. Altior is the worst price any post favourite at the festival. Unusually, the article is incredible depth this year. Yeah. I'm a big fan of... But uh, even the fact that Nicky Henderson came out and said that um, <coughs> he'd have no problem going back over hurdles with Altior, I just found that strange. As in second guessing himself a little bit. Maybe. Yeah, you know, like you'd kind of thought if your horse is an article horse, you just say, oh just, no, he's gone. Just take into account the week he's had and what's happened to a couple of his stable stars and he's this probably, before he's probably just that. thinking, I'm minding my baby now. He has a baby there who is potentially... So f- well, first of all, I should say, I was so shocked that they decided to go or that they committed to chase him at Altior so quickly. Really? For after last year, I mean, he was very, he was very, very good. It's one of the best Supremes I've ever yeah. seen. And he's a, he's a very good horse. And again, I go, I go back to this thing. I backed him as well, so maybe that's what I'm playing. You can't be a bit of a after time and like, you know? But <laughs> it goes back to what do you need to win a champion hurdle? Like, I mean, so he comes off the bit, but he keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And that's the sort of resolution you need to yeah. be a champion hurdler. Yeah. You know, and that's why I really thought last year. Norfolk Harvey gave a boost to that form already. The Supreme year. Form yeah. is yeah. magical. And, yeah. um, you know, we'll see him in again as well. Boomer so. there won the entry last year. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's very strong form. Yeah. I just think Identity Thief is he's the highest rated hurdler. In the field, he absolutely panicked himself into the floor in the champion hurdle last year. But he's um, he's quality, and that debut was just the most, the most exciting performance. Am I right in thinking did they, did they put cheek piece on him for the first time in the champion hurdle last year? I think they did. 
Yeah, so I mean, I don't know when Gigginstown are gonna fucking learn not to meddle with shit like that. How stupid is it? They did it the year before with Lieutenant Colonel in the World Hurdle as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Fried his brain. Good night, good luck. Thanks. Close the door behind you. You have no chance. Okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to understand why. I mean, it's not like the horse lacks resolution or lacks focus. He showed in the fighting fifth and won't happen Christmas with Henry last though. It Henry? won't happen with Henry. I don't think Henry takes anything like that. I think he just does what he wants to Henry, do. So. No, nobody does what they want to do with Gigginstown. Well, yeah, it's, nobody. It's, it's, uh, it's Henry, like. He had him last year, though. He was Henry's horse last year. He was Henry's horse last year. Oh, no, so I thought we were thinking of the. Um, I'm going to cut all this out now because <laughs> I've cut it You leave it in. Leave it in. Shows not, shows that you're, no way I'm leaving that in. Shows that you're human, Dean. There's no way I'm leaving that in. I was thinking of sub lieutenant. Yeah, you're talking about sub lieutenants. Dope. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and leave all that in. <laughs> <laughs> that was coming out. I'm, I'm Go on, talk. Continue your conversation. I'm going to fucking eat it. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I completely lost my friend now. Um, so anything else at Punchestown that we want to pick out apart from those races we've got the Craddock's Town we've got the Florida Pearl and the Morgiana it's a great card the start proper I think of the Irish jump scene Let's Dance in the Gravel yeah. Mary's Hurdle on Saturday yeah. Yeah. Um, I think um, she obviously well touted last season and you know Rich Rich was on the record as, as kind of saying that let's not run off the Thurlis I'm going to Maiden Hurdle in the start of March here let's keep like let's let's dance every dance you know, if she can win a grade one, well, let's win a grade one. It'll be a great race to break her maiden in. But if not, we're going to have a hell of a marriage this year for the Mary's Novice Hurdle and for those sort of races. So she's got so much experience. Um, and I think, assuming she runs in the Grable on Saturday over 2-2, uh, with the rain that's fallen, I think it'll suit her. I think she, she's one that I'm just excited to see. I think I think she's uh, I think she's pretty decent. Yeah, they were pretty keen at the start of last season. And she didn't really disappoint. She just came up a little bit short in the championship races, but she's a nice one. Yeah, but she's got a summer under her belt and she's yeah. stronger, better better filly, so she's exciting for the year ahead. Yeah, I'll give a shout out to some of the listeners of the Race Hour who gave us their best bets of the weekend. Get your tips out, wrong with Coney Gray for the Betfair Chase. Let it rip, they said. Uh, Jack Layton, Mr. Mix and the Fixed Brush at Haydock Nice Racing Weight, Cobden Claims 3. Enjoy testing going, a run under his belt. Good luck to you. Adam Webb was on. Coney Gray would be hard to beat, and he's gone for two in the Fixed Brush. Mr. Mix and Yala Enki both have decent chances. Simon Sanders got a feeling that Q Card, the real one, will turn up. Coney Gray must surely need it that's for the Betfair chase uh, Jordan S that's Shooks Matt Keen on Yala Enki now it's raining up here north uh, yeah fair play I think Venetia's horse is going to come good didn't jump well in the race last year Irish Cavalier for the chase and my tent of yours for the hurdle at Haydock please that's from Al Belly and Jamie Brownlow was on fancies for the weekend God's own each way if he runs in that Betfair chase although he's entered at Ascot and the Coral Hurdle well he's picked the World Hurdle winner that's Shanworth so good work from Jamie so <laughs> Um, I've got to give a thanks as well to our hosts at BetBright. You've been listening to the Race Hour podcast. been a pleasure to have Dermo and Noel in the studio with me. We'll be back and do it all next week. Hopefully we've found you a few winners. 